Well, hey, everybody, thank you for joining me for today's devotion and our Bible reading plan. We are in Genesis chapter 28, so open your Bible there if you haven't done so already. Um, and this is the story of Jacob fleeing Canaan and uh, going up to uh, Haran where uh, Rebekah's uh, family lived and, and uh, escaping the anger of his brother Esau. Um, and part of what stood out to me in this chapter is I think it becomes a turning point for Jacob. Now, you remember these two brothers, there was a lot of tension between them, um, and there was uh, dysfunction within the family, with them and their parents, uh, Isaac and, uh, and uh, Rebecca. And um, Jacob had lied to and deceived his brother and his father, and his brother wanted to kill him. And But there were other issues, too. You know, Esau was already creating problems in the family, Back in chapter um, 26, uh, Genesis in verse uh, 34 and 35, Esau was 40 years old and he married Judith, the daughter of Barry or whatever his name is, the Hittite. And he also married Bazemath, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite. And they brought grief in verse 35. They brought grief to Isaac and Rebekah. So he uh, went out and married a local Canaanite, two Canaanite women rather than uh, keeping it within the family the way you know Abraham and Sarah and then Isaac had done, but going back to Haran and 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 marrying Rebecca, and so these marriages to these two women who were Canaanites and worshipped Canaanite gods, idols, and so on, created problems in the family, and and also in chapter twenty-seven, the last verse of twenty-seven, verse forty-six, <clears throat> when uh, Rebecca, when Rebecca is trying to talk Jacob or Isaac rather into allowing uh, Jacob to leave and go to Haran to find a wife and so on, she said to Isaac in verse forty-six. Rebecca said to Isaac, "I am tired of living because of the daughter of Heth, the two wives of Esau. If Jacob takes a wife from the daughters of Heth, from one of the Canaanite women uh, like these, from the daughters of the land, what good will my life be to me?" So obviously, there was in addition to everything we've read in Genesis about Esau and Jacob, there was conflict because of the two Canaanite women that Esau married, and that was bringing problems. And then after the unfortunate episode of Jacob stealing Esau's uh, blessing, in chapter 28 today, verses 6 and following, Esau uh, goes and marries some more daughters of Canaan and uh, just makes the, the situation worse. Now, we already know about Jacob and how dishonest he was. So Esau, Esau's uh, not making wise decisions about who he marries, and that's creating family problems. Uh, Jacob's creating family problems because he's so dishonest, and Rebecca partnering with him. And so Jacob flees. He has to get away because you remember Esau's wanting to kill him. All of that to say this is a messed up family. A lot of conflict, a lot of tension, a lot of bad decisions. But there's a turning point coming for, for Jacob. He's on his way to Haran up, up in Mesopotamia on the other side of the Euphrates River where Abraham and Sarah had moved from, where uh, you know Abraham's servant had gone and found a wife, Rebekah, for Isaac. So he's going there to, to escape the fear of his brother Esau and, and to find a wife as well. And on the way in chapter 28, um, he has this dream, you know, the dream of Jacob's ladder and angels descending and ascending. And when he wakes up from the dream in verse 16, if you look at that in your Bible, uh, Genesis 28, verse 16, Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And then he makes a covenant with God. 
that he will serve God and so on. And what really struck me as I was reading that, I almost get the sense that Jacob knew about God, but did not know God until this moment. Uh, having lived in the family with Isaac, his father, as a patriarch who had a relationship with God, and and uh, and even Abraham being alive uh, until, uh, in fact, when when you put the timeline together, Abraham did not die until uh, Jacob and Esau were teenagers. So Jacob grew up as a child and young teenager, knowing his grandfather Abraham, of course, having his father Jacob. But I get the sense that that he did not know that God was really in this place in his life until now, until he has this dream. And it kind of becomes a turning point. And he, uh, he, he makes the covenant with God, and he goes on to the promised land. And, and of course, you know the, the rest of the story. Uh, and we'll talk about that more tomorrow. But uh, I think this is the turning point for Jacob. And I guess the point I want to make is this. He had messed up so badly. Uh, stolen his brother's birthright, stolen his brother's blessing, lied to his father, deceived his father. His brother wanted to kill him, and now his mom was scheming with him against her husband. And he and, and it's gotten so bad that Jacob has to leave home. He has to flee his family and flee his home so his brother won't kill him. I mean, you can't get much more rock bottom than that. And it was at this low moment that God intervened and suddenly Jacob realized that God was God. I think this is when he met God. I think this was the turning point in his life. And here's here's a takeaway. Don't don't ever give up completely on rebellious people. Don't ever totally give up on people who are far from God. Because you never know when a turning point can come. God can intervene in such a way that... uh, Things can turn around, even when they're at rock bottom. Maybe some people have to hit rock bottom before they will turn around. And I think sometimes in the church world, we're too, we're too quick to give up on people. Now, I'm not talking about condoning what they do. I'm talking about not giving up on them, praying for them, praying for them, loving them, and asking God to intervene. Don't ever stop asking God to intervene in somebody's life, no matter how low they get. Jacob was pretty low. I don't know if he could get any lower than he was at this moment. Had to leave his family. Had to leave his home. His brother hated his guts. His father was disappointed in him because he lied to him, deceived him. Pretty low place to be. He would be gone from his home and from his family for 20 years. That's a pretty low place. And yet it was in that spot that God intervened and he met God. And I just love the way it says it in verse 16. He says, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. But after that morning, after that dream, after this experience, Jacob knew God and knew he was there. And you and me need to pray for the people we care about who are far from God, who don't know that God's in their life, that they have an experience like Jacob and realize, you know, God's here. I didn't know it, but now I do. Let's pray for each other and pray for the people we care about who are far from God. They, they need an experience where they come to know God. Don't give up on them no matter how low they are. Hey, God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow.